0: All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting. I am your host, Tom Barton from SportsGarten Network. Go check us out at SportsGarden.com, G-A-R-T-E-N, hashtag S-G-N. Well, guys, look, here we are, week 13. It's the last of the big bye weeks here in the NFL. A lot of important teams are off. A lot of big players for you fantasy guys out there. A lot of big players are off this week. But it's also a week where we're starting to see a shift. We're starting to see a big-time shift in Who's real and who's not? Right, the playoff picture is in front of us. There are some teams that obviously are bad teams that are eliminated. I mean, yes, there's still a way the Carolina Panthers can actually win the division and host a playoff game. Yeah, there's like a million dominoes after fall. But I'm talking about what we've seen in recent weeks. The Denver Broncos are red hot. All of a sudden, Jacksonville looks like maybe they're gunning for the number one overall seed. Not like I didn't say that before the year. Uh, there are teams that are basically out of it. I mean, look, do you really believe the Chargers can recover? Or the Chargers is the Chargers season over? These are the questions that we're going to answer this week. It's seemingly a process now of getting the last few teams in, and let let's kind of not crawl to the finish line, but for the teams that are out of it, let's see what you can have at the end. There's a lot of situations here, where last week the public absolutely dominated. It was one of the best public weeks that we've had in a long time. In a long time, this is one of those times where usually the public goes down, right? You usually don't see two public good weeks in a row and the public goes down. We've watched a lot of unders, specifically prime time unders come in. Does that start to correct here? They're setting the numbers lower and lower. You're starting to see numbers in the low 30s, 34, 35 and a half of the totals. How low can they go? Uh, and still hit the unders. Well, ask New England, ask the Giants, you know, ask the Jets. These are low unders. We'll get into that as well. Let's talk about the first game, Thursday night game, and you talk about the Dallas Cowboys looking, dare I say, Super Bowl-esque. This line opened up at 7.5 and and is up to 9. Seattle's a good team, but a lot of concern were about Geno Smith's elbow. I will say this. Look, if if you think that they can bounce back tonight and you're looking for some plus money, on a line that kind of jumped off the page. I mean, you can get Geno Smith to throw two touchdowns at plus 165, plus 170, depending on where you're shopping. I know he's got the arm issue, and they like to run the ball, but if, even if you believe that Dallas is going to score, I think plus that 150, 160, 170, whatever you're going to get, plus money for Geno to throw two touchdowns, even if he's in backup and come from behind mode, that makes a lot of sense. But the, the real thing here is the Dallas Cowboys. Do we trust them? Back in Jerry's world, here we go. Do we trust that Dallas will actually be better? They've been consistently better at home, obviously. They have a 13-game home winning streak. That dates back to week two of last season. Yeah, Dallas actually has been playing really well. In fact, in 2023, this year, the Cowboys didn't even trail at home. They've won five of their games all by 20-plus points. They dominate at home, but it is a short week. And it's a short week against the Seattle team that just a couple of weeks ago, we were saying, hmm, can they steal this division from San Francisco? Now, the Kenneth Walker injury hurt. Uh, Jordan Brooks going down and, and being banged up certainly hurt. Uh, the inconsistencies, and now the Geno Smith injury. I don't think you could go out there and bet this game unless you're positive Geno Smith and what his condition medically is. If you like Seattle, you have to know that how his elbow is. If you like Dallas... You still have to know, right? I mean, you have to know, and they're not really disclosing that. I'm not even sure Pete Carroll knows right now. One of the big bets that I do like, obviously, look, that's a nice long shot. One of the big, big bets I do like. You're gonna pay. Look, you're gonna pay through the nose for it. It's plus. Uh, I mean, it's minus two ten or so, so. You're not getting plus money. But Dak Prescott to throw two touchdowns, guys. The guy's been absolutely on fire. When I say on fire, Dak Prescott is making us talk about him in an MVP conversation. He has six touchdowns the two in the last two weeks. He has 10 touchdowns the last three weeks. This guy has 17 touchdown passes the last five weeks. I mean, he is fantastic. By the way, that's to two interceptions. He is absolutely on fire. And you look at the season and what he's put up, he's getting progressively better. And he's getting better. Now, you can tell me it's against the Commanders, Panthers, Giants, uh, you know. But look, three touchdown passes, no interceptions against the Eagles, right? So it's not like he's not doing his job even against good defenses. Look, the Jets are a good defense. Not great, but they're good. Two touchdown passes, no interceptions there. He's playing mistake-free football. He he had a bad game against the Niners on October 8th. He threw three picks. The rest of the season, he's thrown three picks. Dak is a legitimate MVP candidate right now. I can't bet against Dallas. Not at home, not in this spot, not in this situation. Uh, I, I just don't love laying the nine. I think Dallas wins. They probably cover this number by double digits, but I'd rather take maybe a, even a parlay with, with a Dak to throw two touchdowns and the Dallas over, and the Dallas uh, game, uh, or even a team total over, something like that, to negate the nine points. I just don't like laying nine on a midweek game in the NFL. Let's move over to Sunday. Chargers, I mentioned it. Are is their season over? They are now at four and seven. New England season is certainly over at two and nine. They went back to Mac Jones at the beginning of the game, went back to ba- uh, Bailey Zappi, he just wasn't enough. New England now dropping games at home routinely. This is not the same, oh, well, West Coast traveling to an East Coast team. No, it's not. Now, the Chargers, they may be hanging their heads a little bit here. But New England is just in shambles. Chargers are a five-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Total is set at 40-and-a-half. Look, look, you can look at the Chargers and make a million excuses. I've said it before the year. Brandon Staley is just a bad coach. I don't like to bet on bad coaches, especially against Bill Belichick, who I still believe is a good coach. But New England let Tommy DeVito look good. Justin Herbert is going to play well. Austin Eckler has addressed the fact that he hasn't played his best. New England is not a good team, but they tend to keep games close. You go up and down, and you look at New England's schedule this year, and you go, "Okay, look, they're they're terrible." I mean, at the end of the day, you <laughs> you look at what their results have been. And they're two and nine. You can't really sugarcoat two and nine, but I'm going to try a little bit because the margin of victories, right? They lost by three last week, four the week before that, three the week before that. The last three weeks they would have covered this number in all those games. Now, they did lose 31-17 uh, to Miami in Miami, but they beat Buffalo. Before that, a four-point loss to Las Vegas. You know, you, you start to look at this and you go, okay, so since their 34 nothing beat down against New Orleans, four-point loss, three-point loss, three-point loss, four-point loss, three-point loss, and then the blowout against Miami and a win against Buffalo. Yeah, New England tends to keep things close, guys. Detroit against the Saints, Straight has extra time off. They look like garbage. We, we all saw it. Green Bay ran up and down on them. It, 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 they couldn't stop anyone. The Saints, meanwhile, they're looking maybe, hey, maybe it's a new quarterback. They can't do anything inside the 20-yard line. Olave's banged up. Thomas seems to be banged up. Is this the Kamara game? Yeah, if you're a, a prop player, the Kamara game is what I'm seemingly looking at as well. Now, the, the Lions are still a good team. But the Saints, uh, Saints ranked ninth in scoring defense. They're only allowing 20 points per game. How much of that is a product of their schedule? Detroit is averaging 27 points per game. This seems like a spot where you go, if you believe Detroit, you might want to take the over. If you believe in the Saints, you take the under. Atlanta Jets, Jets are four and seven. I believe their playoff hopes are over. I don't care that Aaron Rodgers is on the sidelines warming up. Meanwhile, Atlanta is five and six, and they're basically, I mean, they're they're, They got the division. I mean, you know, it's a crazy world we live in. The Saints, uh, I'm sorry, the Falcons are on the road here, giving two and a half points. I still believe this Jets defense is fantastic. They haven't played as well as I thought that they should, but I still think think that they are fantastic. And they're going up against Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter is great at home. He went uh, all through college and high school and then most of, of his year and a half into the pros, but not losing at home. On the road, it's a different story. And on the road, here we go. Desmond Ritter still hasn't finished a game this year with more touchdowns and interceptions. And that's since week five. You look at this and you go, Bijan's going to run the ball, but against the Jets. And the Jets, look, the Jets can be run on. uh, But against the Jets, it's not going to be enough, is it? Can the Jets do anything? Look, this seems like a low-scoring game. There's a reason why it's 34. I won't take the under at 34. But I tend to lean with the home team here just slightly. But it wouldn't shock me if, uh, if Atlanta won and finally got back to 500. Arizona, Pittsburgh, Arizona gets Kyler Murray back. They still can't find a win. Pittsburgh just keeps winning. They're 7-4. and four. Nobody can explain it. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites here. And here we go again. Mike Tomlin doing things that nobody could see coming, right? Oh, well, wait a minute. Uh, they don't have a quarterback? No problem. They can't score on offense? No problem. Don't worry. Mike Tomlin just wins games. That's what he does, guys. They're being outgained. They're being outscored. They're still winning games. They're 7-4. They're going to be a playoff team. They got shot at this division. They're a much better team than Arizona. And they are at home. And it is a West Coast to East Coast road trip. Kyler Murray, though, look, he's, he's been good, but he hasn't been great. He's had some hiccups, right? He has had spots where I thought he needed to step up. But it's the Cardinals' defense. Yeah, I know Pittsburgh doesn't have an offense, but this Cardinals' defense is not very good. Titans, Colts. Titans getting one at home. Home underdog divisional game. On the road are the Colts. Six and five against four and seven. Tennessee has looked good in spurts in this spot. At home specifically, you have to look at Tennessee and say, I think that they're better than what people are giving them credit for. Now, Jonathan Taylor will be out for the Colts. Uh, the whole Leonard situation is a problem. Their owner is a disaster. Garden Minshew has not looked good lately. And now he goes up against a Tennessee team that is a past funnel defense, but they've been playing better defensively. I think the Colts are the better team. Okay? And they are, look, they're... they're Three games in a row they've won. Um, they are four and one away from Indianapolis. They play well on the road, but the Titans are four and zero in Nashville. Okay, they're four and zero in this building, and they have the better coach. This is going to be a tough one. It is a really kind of defining game for the Colts. Did you grow up? Do you want? Is Bench going to push you to the playoffs, or can the Titans maybe save their season? Dolphins, Commanders. Washington's defense is a mess, and they fire everybody. Oh, let's fire everybody. You got rid of your two best defensive players? What are you doing? Now they get Miami. Miami's offense has not been the same, though. They're 8-3. and three, but They're laying 9.5 on the road. They haven't been the same on the road. They haven't been the same since they put up that 70. A chain might come back, but, look, it was, it was a Wilson show last week. I do think Sam Howell is going to be able to pass. I do think Sam Howell is going to be able to put up some points here. The total is 49.5, so it shows you that – I think that the odds makers think the same thing. I'm not sure I can lay nine and a half with Miami, but there's the only way that I'm doing uh, anything in this game is either taking the over or taking Miami. There's no way you could get me to go on Washington, even if I think Sam Howell will put up some numbers here, maybe a prop play on a little Sam Howell action. Denver and Houston, both at six and five. Who would have thought that? Forget about it. Who would have thought that during the year? Forget about your preseason. Preseason, Houston, 6-5. and five, You would have called me crazy. And just a couple of weeks ago, if I said Denver's going to be 6-5, and five, and in a playoff run, you would have called me crazy. The Texans are now 3.5-point favorite, but watch the injuries in this one because Tank Dell, who has become just an absolute phenomenal wide receiver, might be out here. They also might be missing their tight end, who, again, you could talk to me about, oh, well, he's not the greatest player, and look, he's he's a security blanket for an offense. Denver's defense has been playing really well, really, really well lately, and the Denver defense is in a spot here where they're going up against a mistake-prone C.J. Stroud. Yes, Stroud is fantastic. I mean, the guy is absolutely fantastic, but C.J. Stroud is also mistake-prone. He threw three interceptions two weeks ago, but still won the game. I I, I can't get behind. Laying points with the Texans, not yet. Not to a team over 500, not yet. And I do know that Stroud's numbers at home are fantastic. He's got 15 to 4 touchdown ratio to interceptions. I get that. Throws for 333 at home. He likes at home. But if you're missing Dell and you're missing your tight end and you're laying points, I'm not sure I'm ready to cross that bridge yet. Carolina, one win team, one and ten against Carolina against Tampa Bay, who's four and seven. Tampa Bay's still in this thing. They're laying five and a half at home. Total is 37. I'm in a survivor pool where I have to make tough decisions this week, right? Because I am still alive. I'm one of the few people still alive. I think there's 32 of us still alive in a pool that had 6,000 people. Uh, I'm going to have to take Tampa Bay in my survivor pool, and I don't feel good about it. But I do think that they walk away with the win. Look, Carolina goes out there, and, and they make wholesale changes. They fire their head coach in Week 11. It's only the second time somebody's been fired this early in the season. Uh, it wasn't his fault, okay? Okay. You know, Bryce Young is just not the guy. As of right now, he's getting pressured too much. They don't have the offensive pieces. Their defense is good, and they might get Jeremy Chin back. But let's just be honest. They're in complete disarray. My thing is this, is that it's difficult to bet on a team that liked their head coach. I mean, they liked their head coach here. They liked Frank Reich. Now you get rid of him, get rid of the offensive linemen, get rid of the running backs coach and Deuce Staley. This is a problem now. Carolina, though, they are tied for first in yards per play and third in total defense since week eight. So this is a good defensive kind of team. I'm a little concerned. I'm a little bit worried. Tampa Bay has dropped six of his last seven games. Tampa Bay is banged up. I'll take Tampa, uh, but I don't feel good about it. Browns are getting three and a half on the road against the Rams. All of a sudden, the Browns are a team everybody wants to jump off this, this boat because why? Joe Flacco might be starting, and you have to know who's going to start here. Kyron Williams looked really good coming back. Uh, Matthew Stafford is healthy. You got to get Cooper Cup involved, and and they're trying to save their season. Yeah, look, we're all going to talk about the Cleveland Browns, and they're seven and four, and are they going to make the playoffs? Well, the Rams can save their season in a weak NFC. They're at home; it's hard not to take them. I just don't love laying these points. Make sure you watch out for Joe Flacco. Yeah, if he's starting, that's a, a bet against. And make sure you watch out for Miles Garrett, who is banged up as well. Game of the week, San Francisco at Philadelphia. San Fran's a three-point favorite on the road in Philly. I mean, this will tell you something. Philly doesn't lose at home. I and mean, they, they just don't lose at home. But this is an NFC Championship preview. It's as simple as that. Brock Purdy all of a sudden looks good again. Jalen Hurts looks fantastic. Uh, the new league's number one scoring defense is coming in with San Francisco. But Philly's defense has been better of lately weeks. Uh, you look at this and you go, man, is Hurts playing like an MVP again. All of a sudden, I doubted him, and suddenly he's becoming an MVP. He's got 17 total touchdowns in the last six weeks. He is just that guy. Also, Lane Johnson might be coming back. I wouldn't touch this game with a 10-foot pole, but I wouldn't miss watching it, no matter what. If I have to pick a side and I have to lean a side, I mean, don't you have to take San Francisco? I think they're the better team. And Philly has yet to play a complete game, even though they're the best team record-wise in the NFL. Chiefs, Packers, Packers trying to save their season. Chiefs are a six-point favorite in Lambeau on Sunday night. Look, I, this Chiefs team is all defense, and We've mentioned that multiple times on the show. Defense, defense, and more defense. And that's also a tribute to Patrick Mahomes not being able to be the MVP that he is. I do think he found something last week. I know that uh, Kelsey is not the guy right now. He's not playing like normal Kelsey. But Rasheed Rice looked good last week. And I think that they have to. Oh, be aware of that. I think Andy Reid is going to see that. and He's going to go to Rice early and often here. That's a bad situation for Green Bay that can get beat over, over on that side of the field, you can say. They have soft spots. Steve Spagnuolo's defense is top five in scoring defense, top five in yards per game, top five in passing yards allowed per game, and top five in sacks. I think this is a defensive win by the Chiefs. Finally, Monday Night Football. It should have been Burrow against Lawrence, which would have been fantastic. But it's not. It's the Bengals against the Jaguars. Jaguars have to stake their claim here. They're an eight and a half point favorite at home Monday Night Football for everybody to watch. If you want to be taken as a serious Super Bowl, yeah, I said it, Super Bowl contender, you've got to go out there and win this game. And you got to win this convincingly. Jake Browning is not the guy, okay? He's just not the guy. Joe Mixon can't do anything. And Joe Mixon got 16 yards and eight carries last week. They can't run. They can't pass. This is a Jacksonville defensive game more than anything else. You want the over-under there. Thirty-nine. I think Lawrence controls the ball. I think ETN runs it really well. Jacksonville gets the win here. With all that said, guys, that's going to be week 13. I have to tell you, my free play of the week, I've been, look, I'm over 500, right? And I've been right there. Even in my losses, I've been right there. There are multiple ways I want to go with this. I was, look, I almost was going to take the charges in my survivor pool. I think I'm going with Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm already having problems going with that Tampa Bay team. But I but I am. I, I'm going to go with it. But if you're looking for my my play of the week, you go up and down the schedule and you start to try to look at totals at this time of year. and You try to kind of figure out what, what makes the most sense totals-wise at the end of the year and, and who's going to do what. And, and I like to lean totals. I do. To, to, to me, totals are the way to go. But I didn't do it. Look, I have to just go with my team. And that is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think that they are the team. I think that Cincinnati is in a bad way. I think that Jacksonville, this is their moment, and their moment is this game. Monday night football, at home, packed crowd against a playoff team, even though the Bengals are banged up. They've got to win this game. they got to win this game convincingly, and I think that they do. I think they win by 10-plus points. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. I'm Tom Barton for Sports Garden Network. Go check us out, sportsgarden.com, hashtag SGN. We'll be back, and you can bet on that.